Welcome to episode 24 of the Business Leaders Coach Podcast. My name is Toyo Shimbi, and on this podcast, we want to help business leaders, entrepreneurs grow their business so you can flourish. And on this particular episode, I want to talk about skills needed for the 21st century. Now, in the last podcast episode, I talked about uh, the mindset shift that is needed for leaders. Today, I want to talk about the specific skills that are going to be of high value as we continue in the 21st century. And there are a lot of reasons why it is highly important that we take note of what is taking place. Now, all that's taking place right now is prior to this pandemic, a lot of the research that I'm going to talk about, but it would highlight how the current situation perhaps might speed things up even more. But first of all, let me just give you a bit of an idea uh, around why this is important and 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 something that really helped me to take this seriously and why I am pursuing this uh, podcast, this idea of creating this platform to acknowledge, to educate uh, business owners and leaders, because just by chance, you know, one of my strengths is just uh, as a learner is I just, I just love to read. I just love to research. And one of my own strength finders is futuristic, which is that I can also whether it's a gift, whether just sort of look into things and have an idea of what's going to happen in the future. And in 2018, I was uh, working on a leadership course that I was developing. And my colleague, my project manager had assigned me and said, well, let's, let's design something that is not the norm. Let's design something that's going to push our participants to start really thinking about the future. And this was in 2018. And so I came up with a few ideas and then it's like, well, you know, let's still push ourselves forward because the participants were a group that we wanted to really set them up for the future. It was more future leaders and people who were training so that they can become future leaders, not just in today. And I came across an acronym, which I hadn't heard of uh, before at the time, called VUCA. And some of you might have heard VUCA, but VUCA stands for Volatility, Uncertainty, Complexity, and Ambiguity. <laughs> so, some big words, aren't they? But it's a, it was an acronym that was coined in the 1990s. Now, what happened with the American uh, army was that they found in the 90s that the world has drastically changed and how they were running the army was very hierarchical. And what they found was that they were slow in making decisions while the enemy had a different structure where they were individually empowered 
to make rapid decisions. So you could imagine what that looks like. And this obviously is also sort of points back to my previous podcast, if you want to listen to that, on 21st century um, leadership mindset that is needed, the mindset shifts that you need to make. Um, in particular, it's called the Mindset Shifts to become a 21st century leader. And you can listen to that. That's episode 23. Definitely listen to that because that will give you some context to what I'm about to say. But at the end of the day, what the US Army found was that things were not just working. And this was in the 90s, just remember. Uh, But the term VUCA was not as popular in the 90s, even though the US Army started to make rapid changes around how they were training their individuals. They were training the soldiers to really be independent and uh, in, independent in terms of training them to be able to make choices for themselves, training them to be able to work as smaller groups and teams. And that small group and team can rapidly make decisions rather than having to always go up the food chain. Now, in 2000, early 2000, after the 9-11, this is where the whole VUCA idea became a lot more popular uh, within you know certain um, uh, parts of the world. And in 2008 and 2009, again, a repeat around that same challenge that things are just not as certain as they used to be. Now, you can obviously see that this is now the world that we're in. In the past, we could say we were pointing towards this, but now we can actually say, no, the world is volatile, the world is uncertain, the world is complex, and the world is ambiguous. And unfortunately, not many of us have taken that journey. So while I put that um, program together, it was interesting for me to find that we now needed to train our leaders to become a lot more agile. And that's the reason why, for instance, you would see that agile project management has become almost like a new thing, but it's the way things actually are going to work. Out of this has also come things like the lean startup method. So if you you know, if you've been a follower of this podcast, you know that the original title of this podcast was Leadership for Startups. And in my own understanding and research and working with, you know, startups and figuring out what's the best thing, the lean startup methodology, which again, you'll find out is an agile approach, is the methodology around because of the VUCA, because things are volatile, uncertain, they're complex and they're ambiguous, you have to have a different framework as you're working on your projects. So you can't do the waterfall um, thing and you need it when it comes to building a business. You can't have your five-year projections that's all just in an Excel sheet and say we're going to turn over two million in year five or whatever. You can't do that anymore. You've got to have a feedback loop. Now, all this has also influenced how we work. And as you know, there are two sides of this spectrum moving into the future. One is that we are definitely going to a more autonomous uh, environment. We are going into a more automated 
environment. And so even if you are a small business or medium-sized business owner, you've got to factor in that certain technologies are going to come in that will not require you to hire people to do certain things, right? And and that means that's a good side of things, which is that, and you know, if everybody's using it, then there's a high chance that even the cost of that technology might not be as expensive. When you think of some of the things that we're able to do now with uh, videos, for instance, just use that as an example where you can just edit. You can have a you know really good software that can do things that you just couldn't do 10 years ago, 20 years ago. So you think about things like that, then you know that, okay, things are really changing. So this now is going to influence the workforce. You know, I have consulted and worked with recruitment companies, a recruitment company that is in the STEM uh, market. And I know for sure that things are changing. Yeah, this comes from first-hand experience. But one of the things that we might not be aware of is that research is consistently ongoing. And so the, the, the World Economic Forum, what they do yearly is that they try to figure out what are the skills needed in what they call the fourth industrial revolution. Now, in 2015, they came up with a list and it was, I'm going to read out the list for you. It was complex problem solving. It was coordinating with others. That was number two. It was people management. Number four was critical thinking. Number five was negotiation. Six was quality control. Seven was service orientation. Eight was judgment and decision making. Nine was active listening. And 10 was creativity. Now, I read that list for a reason. Don't have to you know, take notes on it because I want to bring to you what they've found to be the 2020 list. Top skills in 2020. Number one, complex problem solving. Exactly the same as 2015. And when you look at all that's going on right now, isn't it amazing to be able to say, that when I was putting this package together, this course together in 2018, and I, you know, stood there with my participants and said, if you're going to be a leader of the future, one of the things that you need to master is complex problem solving. In fact, we played some activities in the um, module. We did some activities that was all about trying to solve problems quite quickly. And you look at what's going on right now. And, uh, you know, you could imagine if one of my participants was in the biotech uh, industry, how that person right now is high, is needed. You know, that, that person will be equipped with the thinking that this is exactly what was I was trained on in 2018, right? And... This is something that as a business leader, you need to have under your belt because right now you are facing a complex problem. It's not straightforward. So you need to have that critical skill, that that whole skill of knowing how to solve problems. But that was number one. Number two, critical thinking. 
critical thinking. Critical thinking was number four in 2015. Critical thinking is number two. And by the way, this list came out towards the end of last year. It wasn't due to the current pandemic, you know, and, and it's always interesting to see some research that sort of highlights how these things are so important. Critical thinking. You can imagine what each country is going through right now. Who are the people that are of value right now? You know, it, it, it's a person who has that ability to think through some of these challenges. Critical thinking. I'm going to really emphasize this point because I've got something at the end of this podcast that I just want to highlight and tie this into so that you can see that critical thinking just doesn't come about, you know, as you don't have to, it's almost like, oh, I don't have to work on my critical thinking. I'm just gifted. No, critical thinking is a daily habit. And number three is creativity. Again, we know that there are levels of thinking. We know that if you're going to learn anything, there are what's called something called Bloom's Taxonomy, which uh, if you know much about how learning works, you find out that um, Bloom's, when he did his own research around how people learn things, he came up with a hierarchy of learning. And it later has been modified a bit, but it still follows the same principle. And the Bloom's taxonomy is about how when you train somebody, when you teach somebody, like the first way to teach somebody would be for them to remember. And this is where you have like, you know, you memorize the thing. And, and that's why, you know, memorizing things is a starting point. It's like level one, right? But the, then the next level is understand, which is that you would then understand, which means that you're able to explain that concept to somebody else. The third is apply, which is that not only can you explain it to somebody else, but you can actually apply it. And that's when we train people, that's kind of like the level that we normally will get to, which is that we just want you to apply. So this is why sometimes when you go into a training environment, there will be role plays and uh, opportunities to demonstrate the learning. And that's the application. Level three is what it's called. But then there's another level, which is analyze. And what that means is that this person is not only able to apply the learning, but they can analyze it in terms of they know why we did this and they know why we also took this angle. They they have a, a, a sense of understanding it at a, another higher level and they can sort of break it down. And then uh, the, the next level is evaluate, which is that not only can they apply it and not only can they analyze it, but they can also evaluate. And that, what that means is that they can, they can justify um, a stand or decision. They can appraise. They can actually now start to judge somebody else. They can turn around and say, well, this person, yes, they understand it, but based on what I'm seeing, you know, they can judge. They can make judgments on this concept now. Right. And that's that's the that's just almost like the highest level that will be on that particular concept. Right. I hope I'm not losing you, but this is quite important because the next level is create. And what that means is that they can produce new 
or original work. So that could be a starting point. So when you think about how sometimes, you know, we learn certain things, maybe you read a book, you find a concept, you teach somebody how to do something. Let's say sales, for instance. You teach somebody how to sell. And they know that they need to ask certain questions. They need to, um, you know, demonstrate the product or the service. And then, and that person can go through. I remembered what I needed to say. I understood what I needed to say. I can apply it. Now I can analyze it. And that's where you're now getting some real engagement, right? And then you can evaluate, which means that you can break it down. You can pull it together. You can judge somebody else on how they are doing in this selling process. But it takes another level to be able to create your methodology around how to sell. And this is where I'm getting to, which is that that's the skill that is now going to be needed in this 21st century. People who not only obey the orders, but they can come with new solutions. And it's interesting because in this current situation, when I speak to some of the managers and leaders that I work with, one of the things that they've come back with is that, Toye, I need people in my team to come up with, guess what? Solutions. That's what they've, they've said. I need them to come with some, you know, some problem solving ideas that it's not just me just feeding them. Well, are you that person as well? Because that's the main thing we're talking about here is that we're all going to need to start thinking through some of these challenges that we're in. That's number three. Number four was people management. Again, uh, people management, it has always been a critical skill. And perhaps now, because most companies have gone remote, they're realizing, most people are realizing that, no, this is this is an essential skill. People management. Now, my philosophy is that really you can't manage people, but you get the idea. You can influence people. You can inspire people. You can engage with people. That's all what you can do. And what you would find, right, and you can check this out. I think it was either November or December, an article in Harvard Business Review um, revealed in bold that we now need the new terminology for a leader or a manager is to be a coach, you know, and, and, and that's, and that has always been my philosophy. That's why business leaders coach is what this is all about. Because if I'm going to really influence you, I need to be your coach. You see, I need to get you to think. I need to get you to understand that if I can influence your thinking, then I'm doing my job because it's all about empowering people now to make decisions for themselves because that's where the authenticity is. That's where the ownership is. And it is no longer the hierarchical structure where I tell you what to do and you don't really think it through and own it. You just do it. And this is where the people management skill comes in, which is that if you're a leader, if you're a manager, if you're a, um, a business owner, an entrepreneur, and you want to influence people, your people management skills are highly essential. And in the diverse world that we're in today, if you are not able to engage with diverse people from different backgrounds, a global economy that we're in, it doesn't matter. You know, if you have a small business or small team, you're going to find out that the four people that you have in your team are all different 
And you're going to need to have that ability to be able to engage with each one at their level and bring them and empower them and bring them along with you on the journey. Number five was coordinating with others. Again, similar to people management, but this is now more collaborating, understanding that we now live in a global economy. And so you're going to need to be able to have the skill to be able to coordinate with others, you know, working well in teams. That's an essential skill. Number six was emotional intelligence. Again, this links into the people management because you can't do the two. You can't do one without the other, right? Um, in my training, I've always drawn four boxes and I've broken down emotional intelligence based on Daniel Goleman's book, Emotional Intelligence. Not his book, more of his research that um, breaks emotional intelligence down into self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and social skill, which used to be people management. But now, just to keep it all SSS, you know, people management, it was social skill. And um, there's a method around how you build your emotional intelligence. And I'll normally, you know, ask my audience what, what, where do we start and where do we end up? And I can talk about that another time. But emotional intelligence absolutely is um, a highly valued skill. I was speaking to a friend the other day and he was telling me about how a manager decided to change people's jobs type job titles just randomly without even informing them. This person was warned and it just they just went ahead and did it. And the impact it had, the impact it had on that organization was immense. This is just one small decision, but not having the emotional intelligence to be able to engage and, and talk through and give the reasons why. And you can see why um, having sound advice, having soundboards, having a coach, having somebody who's there to, uh, you can bounce things off is essential uh, because sometimes you're not thinking uh, in the way that other people are receiving. And so they, that when there's a lack of emotional intelligence, you could end up making certain decisions that are costly. That's number six. Number seven, judgment and decision-making. Again, you find that this uh, is uh, sort of linked with the Bloom's taxonomy, where I talked about evaluating, uh, having that skill to be able to make judgment, a judgment call, uh, the skill to be able to make good decisions is a highly essential skill. Um, there's a book called The CEO Next Door, and it's based on interviews with top CEOs and they found four key behaviors and one of them was decision making knowing how to make great decisions uh, even though sometimes it's the wrong decision sometimes it's simply just when the decision was made that was the key skill being able to make decisions quickly so that's ju number seven judgment and decision making number eight is service orientation a service orientation I've always had the philosophy of what I call the golden rule. And in fact, long time ago when I used to sell, I had that as my own principle. The golden rule selling is what I called it. And 
I think that whole service orientation is becoming more and more well-known, which is that if you're in business, you're there to serve your customer. But you'd be surprised how that hasn't completely transcended among all people. And and some people are still thinking in a very transactional way that as long as I'm getting what I want from my customer, which is as long as I'm making money, I don't really care. Well, that's going to really damage any organization. And so if you're hiring, you should be hiring service-oriented people. Number nine, negotiation. Now, the two, funny enough, you might think, well, service service orientation, some people have a misunderstanding of what that means. And that simply means no negotiation, just give everything away. But actually, the skill of negotiation is highly valued. It has dropped down from 2015. Um, and that's, I think that will be because if you're doing all the other skills, you find out that negotiation wouldn't really be too much of a problem because most of the time, if the if if the environment that you're in is a win-win situation already, negotiation is it takes the shortest time to negotiate. And a a good example of that would be to read the book Speed of Trust by Stephen Covey. That is now his son. I think it's Stephen M. R. Covey, uh, and he talks about how when trust is high. Everything happens rapidly when the trust is high on both parties. And he gives some great stories about how billions of dollars of deals have been simply just signed in the shortest amount of time with least negotiation. So this is the reason why I think it's dropped down to number nine, because if we're doing all the other things, the people management, the emotional intelligence, the judgment and decisions, the coordinating with others, you find out that negotiation becomes a bit less Now, it's not that one person has to have all these skills, but if we're creating a culture where these kind of skills are being demonstrated, you find out that that will be the case. And then the last one is cognitive flexibility. Cognitive flexibility. It's another word for what I would say is being adaptable or being agile. Again, coming back to what I started off with about VUCA, the ambiguity, the actual solution to ambiguity environment that we're in is to be adaptable again coming back to the ceo next door the second one of the other skills of the top ceos was adaptability was being able to adapt rapidly uh, you know due to situations at hand and so these are the 10 skills for 2020 which I would say is the 21st century. And that it could change, obviously, because I've just honed it in on this year. And the World Economic Forum, they do update this skill. I think it's almost every year or so. And so it could change. But for now, where do you sit with these skills? I'm not sure. I don't think that everybody can be great at all of them, but it's definitely something that we all need to be working towards. So again, I'll just read out. In fact, I'll put a link to this, the page where these skills are. Um, and I'll also put it in the show notes. I'll put a list on the show notes as well. And if you can't find it on the app that you're listening to, that you're listening to this podcast from, whether it's Spotify or iTunes, it will be in the show notes. But you better just go to businessleaderscoach.com forward slash podcast and you'll be able to see 
this episode, episode 24, and you see the list there. And you also see a, a link to the actual page of where this is on the World Economic Forum. So just to wrap up here, how can you develop these skills? Because if you're listening to this, this is not just skills for you to be looking for in people that you bring into your team, which I think is absolutely essential, right? Let's start with you. And this is one of the conclusions I came up with in putting together this um, lead module to the VUCA situation was that at the end of the day, the only thing that you can control is yourself. Now, you might not know how huge what I just said is. And I'm just going to pause here just to say this one more time to say the world that we're in is VUCA. It's volatile. It's uncertain. It's complex and it's ambiguous. And that is the way it is. And this was my conclusion. In 2018, I realized that this is it. And I thought to myself, well, what is the solution? You know, what really is the solution to this world that's chaotic? And I came to this conclusion based on other things that I've read. Um, one of them, one of my like mentors, John Maxwell, has this uh, quote, which is that the success of your day is based on your daily agenda. You know, and as I thought about the whole complexity and as I read these different books and I read about these you know, CEOs, for instance, from the CEO next door, and I read all the things that these people were doing and I started to study what are the, some of the success habits that people have. And I came to the conclusion that it was simply a daily habit of taking control of the day. And you can you know, just do your own research. You find out that that will be the consistent thing. You know, even um, some of these army officers have written books and you find out that when you get to the nitty gritty of it, there's actually a book called Make Your Bed by Admiral William McCarvin. And again, it's a similar sort of mindset that what you find is that you need a daily habit that actually just puts all things together. So what would I recommend to be the solution? And this is um, the conclusion to my VUCA response was five daily habits. Every day, just think, think through, you know, connect the dots around why you're doing what you're doing, whether it's your purpose, your values, your mission, just have a sense of purpose each day, right? Then plan, plan one or two or three things that moves you forward in the direction that you need to go. Three, do, do the thing that you've planned to do and try and carve out time so that you're not distracted by those three things. Then number four, which is perhaps the most essential part, is reflect. You know, reflect on that day because your reflection gives you insight. And this is the part where you begin to take control 
or your emotions of how you felt, what went well, what didn't go well, what could I have done better, things like that, those questions. But what it would do for you is that you give you a sense of at least I have an idea of where I am at. And based on some of these questions, they would do a few things for you. Number one, they would engage you to become self-aware, which is emotional intelligence. Number two, if you ask yourself the question, what could have gone better? That would help you to be more creative, even if the thing that you did that day was awesome. You know, even if you got first place and you still ask yourself that question, what could have gone better? See, you're pushing yourself into a realm where you're beginning to start thinking more creatively. Or it, what could have gone better? Your um, problem solving. You, you, Whatever it is that you were working on with your team or whoever, you're beginning to start to see the link about, okay, I can start thinking, I can problem solve, right? Then there's also, who did I add value to? Who did I add value to? This is where we talk about service orientation. You're thinking, okay, how can I add value? Am I just, is this all just for myself? Or you think about people management. Am I adding value to my people? You're thinking about coordinating with others. Am I engaging with my people? So these are three simple uh, questions that you can ask when you reflect but in addition to that, then there's also learn. What did I learn today? It's a simple question, isn't it? A simple question. And that actually, it brings in that whole adaptability, that cognitive flexibility, where you're now beginning to in, you're intentionally thinking of what am I learning and what am I building on? So the five core daily habits, they are designed for the 21st century person, leader, entrepreneur, manager, whoever it is, that if you can just practice those five daily habits daily, right? And if it'd be nice if you write one or two things down, because that's why we've got the planner, this is going to help you in ways beyond what you can think. And as I said, it's a simple thing. And I'm really pushing this because the simplicity of it is what makes it you can easily ignore. Now, there's a deeper version of it, which um, you can come onto the webinar that I've got, and I'll explain more a bit about how that works. And you do need to have more of a productive mindset about you know your projects and your processes and your tasks and, and have all those things in place in order to make the most of that planner that those five things if you haven't got those things quite aligned then your thinking might not be so on point so that's another thing that you can really think about but at the end of the day even if you just tried it for the next few days and then just come back to me leave a comment email me at toye at businessleaderscoach.com and just just tell me how it's going that would be brilliant because i think that is what you need to begin to take ownership of the chaotic world that we're in. So how can you get hold of this planner? It's free. You go to businessleaderscoach.com forward slash core five, the C-O-R-E five, and then go to that page. You can watch the short video that's there. Um, you know, or you might get to a page where it just explains 
what it is, either one, and then just put in your email and your name. It will send it to you right away. And then begin to put that into practice every day and see how you are actually now building on these skills. You're working on these skills and you're actually going to be more effective as a leader. And the best thing that you can do, here's the best thing that you can do. You've got a team. The best thing that you can do is to cascade that same thing down to them. And then you can now begin to start having conversations. So what's what's happened? What's your plan today? And that person would, you know, say what it is. And then what in, as in their own reflection, they would ask themselves the question, what went well, what could have gone better? And this is the organization of the future that we need to build. And I've said this several times wherever I go, that the organization of the future is a self-managed organization, which is that individuals in this organization understand that they are responsible for their own choices. And you cannot have an organization that is going to be moving into the future without that as its ethos and without majority of their employees having that awareness. So I hope this has helped you. If this has helped, please leave a comment. Please go to iTunes. Please rate this podcast and uh, share it with whoever needs to hear this message. There'll be more podcasts coming up. If you also go to businessleaderscoach.com, I'm also recording videos now. So that's why there's been some gap in between these podcasts. But in the next few um, weeks, you should see more consistency around videos and podcasts because now is the time for me to really be your coach. And uh, let's get this word out there. Let's really equip business leaders, owners, entrepreneurs, especially of small businesses and medium-sized businesses as we go through this pandemic together. It is going to be challenging but there is an opportunity as well. And I definitely want to be your coach as we go through this together. So thank you very much for listening. Go to businessleaderscoach.com forward slash core five. Download the five core daily habits planner and let's get moving to your success. Thank you very much. <music>